1954, first-time parents John and Angelina bought their infant daughter a miniature toy piano. Angelina was a third-generation piano teacher, so she was determined her daughter would carry on this family legacy of being a pianist. At three years old, their little girl began taking piano lessons from Grandma. She quickly mastered the art of reading music before she could even read English. Their plan seemed perfect. It progressed splendidly. When she was 15, this young pianist entered the University of Denver as a music major. At 17, she was accepted into a highly competitive summer music program in Aspen that plunged her already intensive studies into an even stricter focus. And yet somehow, this gifted piano player, student, began to feel something was wrong. As she worked with piano prodigies and genius instructors, she slowly realized with acute pain that her feet were headed down the wrong path. In the most difficult conversation of her young life, she sat down with her proud parents and broke the traumatic news that she could no longer be a music major. That was tough news to hear. It shattered her parents' dreams for her of continuing in the steps they took. And now she was sensing this loss of identity. She's grappling with this new feeling of purposelessness. What is she going to do with her life? Everything she has done up to this point is over. Suddenly. She entered a class in international politics, and she felt like she was home. She felt like she belonged. The professor took an interest in her and began mentoring her. And soon, in abandoning that one life of music, Condoleezza Rice began a brand new life through politics. One change in her life's direction literally changed the world. This would-be piano teacher became a world leader who helped navigate all of us through the fall of the Berlin Wall and all of us through the collapse of the Twin Towers on 9-11. When she made her decision to move from music into politics, it seemed like she was abandoning everything. But that decision has had wonderful benefits all around the globe. Sadly, many people miss their purpose and they cope with lifelong regrets because they refuse to abandon an old life to embrace a new one, perhaps because they're not really sure what the new one has to hold. And while having those regrets are disappointing, reluctance to release this old and embrace a new life in Jesus Christ, it's not just disappointing, it's eternal. The significance we make in whether or not we follow Jesus, whether or not we are born again, has eternal consequence. The resounding message of Scripture is that surrender to God erases the past as He gives us new life rich with hope and promise. Which brings us to our first question— why do you think it is difficult for some people to leave behind their old lives to follow Jesus? And while you ponder that, we will be right back right after this. Welcome to God's Word for Life Lesson Companion Podcast, brought to you by Word of Flame Curriculum and the Pentecostal Publishing House. This podcast encourages adult disciples to think deeply about God's Word, further develop their personal relationship with Jesus Christ, and make a greater commitment to the purpose and plan of God for their lives. Let's dive into today's lesson and explore what it means to live out God's Word in our lives. Good day to you, God's Word for Life listeners. You're listening to L.J. Harry on the God's Word for Life Companion Podcast. Happy to be your host on this beautiful April day. I'm sharing with you an episode called You Must Be Born Again. And if you are familiar with the Bible, no surprise, this one stems from John 3, verse 3 where Jesus was speaking to a very well-known, very well-respected rabbi named Nicodemus, and Jesus told him, 
Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Now, exactly who was this Nicodemus? I'm glad you asked. Nicodemus wanted to meet with Jesus at night because he didn't want his friends and colleagues to know he was meeting with this very controversial and yet very undeniably remarkable miracle man named Jesus. Hours earlier, the sun splashed the western sky with bright orange and pink hues. Just minutes later, that selfsame sun disappeared as darkness settled in. Nicodemus was a Pharisee. He was a ruler of the Jews. And a meeting with Jesus could absolutely endanger his standing, his position, even his job in the community. But Nicodemus couldn't help it. He had questions. He wanted answers. And Jesus could only answer the questions. They went far beyond just basic theology that he could read in a book or a scroll. Nicodemus opened the conversation with Jesus by calling him rabbi. He acknowledged even Jesus was sent from God. Nicodemus showed some deep respect, and he quickly recognized the miracles Jesus performed had to be from the hand of God. Nicodemus said, No man can do these miracles that thou doest, Jesus, except God be with him. John 3 verse 2. So Nicodemus appeared to be asking Jesus two very simple questions. Who are you exactly? And what do the miracles mean that you keep performing? And Jesus' response is compelling. It's captivating. He didn't respond to the compliments. Nicodemus lobbed his way. He wasn't flattered. And neither did Jesus answer this somewhat obscure question hidden within those comments. Jesus went right to the heart of the issue and answered the real question Nicodemus had not yet voiced. Jesus told him all about new birth. Maybe this was Jesus' way of telling this curious Pharisee that Jesus is the God of second chances. Which brings us to our second question. Why do you think God delights in giving us second chances? Then Jesus introduced a foreign concept to Nicodemus' thinking and training. He answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Now, for all of us who have lived in the buckle of the Bible belt, We know what being born again means, but I want you to go all the way back to first century Israel to John chapter three and sit with Jesus and Nicodemus at that table with a a dim candlelight and listen to Jesus's words for the first time. Nicodemus, you must be born again. Nicodemus did not understand anything Jesus was saying. And yet Jesus was answering Nicodemus's unasked question by telling him, you want to be right with God? I want you to be right with God. You must be born again. Nicodemus understood religion. He was very well aware of theology. This promised Messiah would come and bring salvation, humanity so desperately desired and needed. And yet Jesus told Nicodemus he needed to be born again if he wanted to see the kingdom of God he thought he knew so much about. In an instant, Nicodemus began to wrestle with what he had just heard. And that fostered more questions. Wait, wait, wait a minute, Jesus. I am, whoo, boy, I'm 40 plus years old and I am 200 and none of your business pounds. How in the world can I be born? I am old and even if it were possible, I would not want to be born again. Can a grown man really be born again? Nicodemus was trying to answer a spiritual question with a physical explanation. And yet he failed to realize Jesus wasn't speaking of natural birth. Obviously, Nicodemus had been born, but Jesus was speaking of spiritual birth. The key word in that is the word again, John 3, verse 3. Jesus was not telling Nicodemus he had to do what he had already done or he had to do something impossible. 
In fact, Jesus was very quick to clarify what he meant after Nicodemus pressed him. Nicodemus was very confused, understandably so. So Jesus answered very clearly, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the Spirit is spirit. John 3, verses 5 through 6. Jesus wasn't teaching about natural birth at all. He was teaching about spiritual birth. New birth is not the physical birth of a person, but the rebirth of a person's spiritual life. It is a spiritual second chance. It is a do-over by the grace of God. Jesus wanted everybody to know we must be born of water and of the Spirit to be able to see and enter the kingdom of God. Now at this point, maybe Nicodemus cocked his head at the thought of being born twice. And the Lord knew what Nicodemus was thinking and asking in his own mind. So Jesus calmly continued, Marvel not that I said unto thee, you must be born again. This is not meant to be confusing at all. This hope, this promise of a second chance is why Jesus Christ came as Messiah. He came to make it possible for people to be born again of water and of the Spirit. He came to transform our lives through a new birth experience. Let me ask you, do you understand the message of new birth in a way you could explain it to other people? Now, chances are we know very few people named Nicodemus. In our world, we know Manuel or Megan or Randall or Monique or David, but I doubt you know a lot of Nicodemuses. No matter their name, we must be willing to share this new birth message with them just like Jesus shared it with Nicodemus. People want more out of life than just what they've had, just making more money to buy bigger, nicer, newer, faster. They want purpose. They want meaning. All of us, it's inherent within us to want purpose, meaning, even relationship with God. In Acts chapter 10, There was a Gentile soldier named Cornelius, and he wanted what we want. He hungered for more of God. So God sent an angel to instruct Cornelius to send men to Joppa to look for a man named Simon Peter. And Simon Peter, the preacher, would tell Cornelius, the soldier, how he needed to be saved and right with God. So when the preacher arrived at the soldier's house, Peter made a powerful, bold declaration of faith. He said, Of a truth I perceive God is no respecter of persons, but in every nation he that feareth him and worketh righteousness is accepted with God. Thank God for that. Ask anybody whose life Jesus has transformed, and you'll find that God meets each of us exactly where we are. He knows the condition of our lives better than we do. So no matter what's happening in our world or the mistakes we have already made, God extends an invitation to transform our lives through being born again. Do you recall where you were and the feelings you experienced when Jesus met you? Now, part of our maturing only happens through questioning. Don't feel bad if you have questions. All of us do. That's the human condition. As we learn to speak, we begin asking questions. Why? Well, the sky is blue. Why? Well, because God wanted it blue. Why? Well, because God is God and he knows what's best. Why? I mean, we all ask questions and they're often centered around the words what and why. We want to know why things exist, what makes them work like they do. We want to know why things are the way they are. And the list of questions we ask in our lifetime is endless. But we also ask spiritual questions. We know we were created for the purpose of relationship with God. So sometimes we might ask the question, why? Why would God want relationship with me? You've probably asked that question before. I've asked that question before. It's an amazing truth to know Jesus Christ, God Almighty, wants relationship with us. And then, of course, the follow-up question, 
What does that relationship look like? At some point, we'll ask the question, what does it really mean to be saved and have this right relationship with God? It's the most important question any one of us will ever ask. It's the question that drove Nicodemus to meet Jesus in the middle of the night. When we look again at the answer Jesus gave Nicodemus, we see how Scripture explains it and examples it. The gospel, which is the good news that Jesus was born, he died, he resurrected from the grave on the third day to bring salvation to all humanity. The gospel shows us the hope of new life. When we respond to the gospel through this new birth experience, we find this abundant life Jesus promised. The gospel, the death, the burial, the resurrection of Jesus is symbolized in our lives through repentance, water baptism, and receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost. When we repent of our sins, we recognize we must die out to sin. Romans 6 verses 6 through 7 read, Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin, for he that is dead is freed from sin. We identify with his burial through baptism in the name of Jesus Christ in water. Our baptism leads to our new life in the Spirit. Romans 6 verses 3 through 4 read, Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death? Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. And just as Jesus rose from the grave to new life, we rise from the waters of baptism to new life in Christ. Paul continued in Romans 6, Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. Identifying with Jesus' death, his burial, his resurrection, is what Jesus referred to as new life during his discussion with Nicodemus. Being born of the water happens at water baptism. Being born of spirit happens with spirit baptism. So let me ask you this question. Have you been born again? Being born again is merely the beginning of new life. Please don't think it's the end. It's not the finish line. It's just the starting line. Philippians 2 verse 12 commands us, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Every day we must commit to living our lives for God. Numerous warnings in Scripture alert us to the dangers of falling away from this relationship with God. God will never walk away from us. What an, a wonderful truth and blessing to know that, but it's very possible that any one of us on any given day could walk away from Him. He gave us choice. Let's choose to walk with Jesus Christ. Commit every day to live our lives for Him, that our devotional life is our priority and our passion, that we remain committed to this new birth life, not just when we were born again at the beginning, but every day. Paul told the church in Galatians 1, If any man preach any other gospel unto you than ye have received, let him be accursed. Because there is no other gospel than the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. No other way fulfills this right response to the gospel then repentance, water baptism in Jesus' name, and the infilling of his Holy Spirit. And with that, we wrap this up. This man was brash. Most every time he started to speak, some of those around him cringed. He was impulsive, and that had been on display several times in their short time together. Knowing the type of man he had been, it was miraculous to see the man he became. His name was Simon Peter. 
He was quite the character during the three and a half years he spent with Jesus and the other followers. One minute he could be sociable and engaging, the next he was almost repulsive in the way he spoke and acted. He vowed to follow Jesus to the death, only to deny him three times within just a few scant hours. In a moment of angry frustration, Peter even drew a sword and cut off the ear of one of the men who came to arrest Jesus. How does a man like Peter become the dynamic, anointed preacher who preached the greatest message of all time on the day of Pentecost? What's simple? Peter was born again. God graciously gave him a do-over when he was born again. What a wonderful, wonderful God. Peter's life story is a testimony to us about how radically new birth changes our lives. His story shows us the incredible power of transformation the Spirit brings everybody who is sincerely hungry for relationship with God. If that's you, if you need another chance at life, you're in the right place at the right time. You can be born again and find abundant life as Jesus intended for us to live. That moment we are born again and we begin to live a more abundant life, that first breath of the Spirit of God will undeniably prove what Paul said in 1 Corinthians 5 verse 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Let's pray. First off, for God to help us to live as born-again believers. And secondly, for God to help us share the gospel so other people can be born again. Lord Jesus, we love you. Thank you for these wonderful second chances you have so graciously given. Thank you, God, for the privilege to be born again, for the privilege to be born of water, born of the Spirit. Help us to live as born-again believers. Help us to live as men and women, young men, young women, children who have been born again, who have been called by your name in baptism, filled with your Holy Spirit, and help us to share this glorious gospel with others so they can experience it as well. I pray, use us for your glory, Lord, for the cause of discipleship, to help others to be born again as we have been so richly blessed. I ask you for this and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks, God's Word for Life listeners. Be sure to subscribe and share, and you'll never have to miss an episode, and you can share this with others, and they won't miss any episodes, and they'll be able to follow along in this God's Word for Life podcast. Head over to PentecostalPublishing.com, and whatever you buy at PentecostalPublishing.com, if you use promo code GWFL10, that's God's Word for Life 10, you will receive 10% off your order, your entire order. It's a single-use promo code, so if you've used it before, thank you, but you cannot use it again. Next week, we continue and conclude our series on Portraits of Salvation with an episode entitled, Welcome to the Family, or as my Spanish friends would say, Bienvenidos a la Familia. I'm looking forward to sharing that with you next week, and always look forward to learning and living out God's Word for Life. Thank you for listening to God's Word for Life Lesson Companion Podcast where together we explore what it means to live out God's Word in our lives. If you haven't yet, make sure to subscribe to this podcast. And if you are looking for other Bible study tools and resources to encourage you in your walk with God, visit us today at PentecostalPublishing.com.